You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at $2, 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. Hello, this is Bradley Martin with the Screener Squad, and it is March, and everybody's got a thousand streaming services, and Amazon Prime says, come look at mine. At least in Canada, this is on Amazon Prime. We're talking about Master. It's so spooky, scary. (laughs) We have a new Master joining a college campus, played by Regina Hall. Gail Bishop is the character's name. She She's new and she's awesome and she's the big new master on town of this college and she's going to make a difference in the world. Also, Jasmine Moore, a student, is happy to be a part of this college as well. You know, doing the classes, doing that college thing. I haven't been on a campus in over 20 years. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> But neither of them are able to enjoy their college experience or their occupational employment because a spooky witch is about. Is it a legend that is based on truth or just paranoia? So we have a bunch of creepy kids around campus as well as some other staff that are kind of off-putting and strains. Uh, character actor Bruce Altman plays Brian, the whitest milk toast person all around. <laughs> and Amber Gray plays teacher Liv Beckman, who teaches literature, talking about the Scarlet Letter, and she proposes maybe the Scarlet Letter is actually a story about racism towards white people. Sure. I didn't understand any of that or that pitch, but this all spirals into a very um, true-to-life story that we're not going to spoil gonna try not to mm. gonna try not to this one is gonna be a hard pitch without the zingers darth vader is his <laughs> father we'll see how we all <laughs> yeah darth vader is the dad on campus <laughs> but i'm not gonna not spoil this alone i have some people with me someone who's always the queen of campus tessa is with us hey hey what it do <laughs> and someone who if was a fictional character they'd be like she has five phds and lots of stuff so you should trust her it's rose is with us today hello hello and then someone else who would come into the fold they'd say he may not have any phds but he's the best gosh damn something or other that we need <laughs> to make sure this mission succeeds damn it <laughs> michael is with us hi yes Dear God, is there a graphic artist in the house? Make way! <laughs> those those are very obscure tropes <laughs> I introduced you with. None of them are a part of this movie. But let's talk about this movie. What did you think of this quote-unquote spooky scary uh, witch haunting college experience movie? Lots of sighing all yeah. around. And, and, and that's basically it. It was... Uh, 
<laughs> oh, we're done. Okay, I guess we're wrapping All up. Right. Good, good night. Well, it's it to me. It's clear that they wanted to kind of do that Jordan Peele, um, you Ooh, know, yeah. use a spooky movie to um, to say something about the black experience and add a gothic element of horror to to that sort of thing. And I think it, I think it would have been great if they had given the script to Jordan Peele. Mm-hmm. And let him figure out how to do it, but they didn't do that, and we got kind of a kind of a messy uh, mashup of of horror movie tropes and um, comment social commentary about uh, the pervasive nature of racism in society. But I, I feel like they tried to throw too many of them at at us at once, and it didn't it didn't work. Sound and fury signifying nothing. Not, not that it didn't try to take a stab at something, but ultimately a lot of it just kind of failed to land. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely, I watched it twice, and you definitely pick up things on the on a second viewing that you maybe looked over the first time around. They just didn't really, um, I guess they just didn't really do like flashing neon signs and be like, here's what we're trying to say, here's what we're trying to do. If If they landed a a solid sort of like moral of the story it was kind of lost in translation and as an african-american i was actually quite disappointed because i wanted it to work i i so wanted it to to be that kind of jordan peele sort of it's like oh my god but it uh they, they couldn't they couldn't land the couldn't stick the landing yeah, that's that's definitely one of the most disappointing things about it is because his that style of his is is so good and this is most definitely trying to draw from that same well, but it just doesn't doesn't quite have the same flair to it and, and isn't able to get across the same messages quite as as eloquently as he is. I mean, it, it has a lot of spooky visuals in it, as does his, but. Everything that he puts in his movies is deliberate and, and stands for something and makes sense. You know, when, once the whole picture has been revealed and in this, a lot of it is just, ooh, what kind of spooky, surreal things can we put in there? And it's like, well, it's got to mean something. I mean, it's like, oh, it's a dark hallway lit up with red lights. <gasps> you know? Oh, my God. What is with the Halloween lighting at this school? <laughs> Every single hallway is lit with like red. Like I, yeah, it looks cool. I get it, but come on. <laughs> I, I actually started to laugh after a while. Like the third <laughs> hallway that she walks down at night that has nothing but just this bloody red light, in. and I'm like, okay, is uh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> I think I I think they were going for us uh, like, oh, the power's out, and this is the emergency lighting, but. Maybe. Okay. But again, yeah. it a, a, after doing it the second or third time, it, it's just started to be distracting. Yeah, I can agree with that. I mean, it's from writer-director Mariama Diallo. Uh, she's directed shorts and written shorts in the past and a short TV series, four episodes of a show called Random Acts of Flyness. This is her first feature credited as a writer-director. And as a first feature, I realize that Jordan Peele, you know, we've been throwing around. I think that's pretty much top class, uh, top of the shelf, master class, writer, director, comedian, and as we found out, horror storyteller. What about uh, comparing her to 
someone who just completed their first feature and isn't in the shadow of an Oscar legend already. How do you, how do you feel about the film in that light? Still disappointing, but I wouldn't have the context of, oh, this is what it could have been. You know, I might, I, I might have left it more with a vague, uh, it, it feels like it needed something or needed to be done in a different way, but I don't know how, cause I'm not a filmmaker. Uh, per se, but yeah, I, I would still be disappointed. It, it one of the reasons that I, I find it disappointing in that regard is I, I almost feel that it's unfair to just say, "Oh, well, it's just a, a Jordan Peele ripoff." But it right it does draw so much from his style, but it, it also feels disingenuous uh, on a more like social level because this has some very obvious social context to it and everything not just context just text to it and of course not not all uh angles of that that issue can be just drawn into one area you know lots lots of different voices and and interpretations and things like that but it since this is coming from a black female perspective, it didn't feel like it was from that female perspective so much. And they mentioned uh, sort of issues, I think, every once in a while, um, women's issues. But one of the things, and, and Tessa, Tessa was um, texting with me as we were both watching this. Um, they needed to get rid of one of the characters. And they threw in a sexual assault as a way to get rid of the character. Yeah. And I'm like, there's there's better ways to do that. Yeah, not necessary. It was wholly yeah. unnecessary. Yeah. I mean, that does happen on college campuses, and that's, you know. But that deserves a whole plot line of its own. And they mm-hmm. just they just kind of, they kind of just threw this. Yeah. You, you and then it's use... like, okay, bye, you know. Yeah, you don't use rape as the vaudeville hook to yank them off stage. Like, yeah. Yeah, she could have gotten an internship or the roommate could have gotten like, I don't know, she could have flunked out. She mm. could have like any number of other reasons. She could have yeah. been hit hit by a bus and it wouldn't have been as insulting, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we'd be like, this is like Final Destination. The bus out of nowhere. Right. <laughs> mean girls. Mean girls. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because because there was, was some learning. mean girling going on there. Um, you don't get the impression that it is uh, that the mean girling is particularly malicious. It's just, uh, you know, it's the clueless microaggressions. Um, and I think that that was done fairly well. Um, but you can't you, you can't do a movie just on on that. You can't just make it, you know, microaggression, the motion picture. Yeah, it, it started <laughs> Coming out to a theater very well in, in that regard and having little moments like that where, yeah, she's hanging out in her dorm room and they, the friends spill something and they just toss her the roll of paper towels. It's like, oh, would you clean that up? You know, things like that. They were peppered in just well enough and integrated just organically enough that you were like, okay, yeah, this you get it. This makes sense. This This feels natural and real. And once they start to throw the spooky stuff in there, little bits here and there and then all the more realistic you know terrible things just get cut off completely and then it's just spooky stuff from then on out and it's like well wait a minute (laughs) yeah it's like do you want to be do you want to tell more about this story or you just want to go back to the spooky red lighting yeah oh we're going back to the spooky red lighting okay 
there's a ambiguously paranormal elements that have an explanation, but then the explanation makes the paranormal spookiness of it very strange. Mm-hmm. Like uh, there'll, there'll be sequences where a picture turns and looks at her and its eyes are gouged out or yeah. something spooky. Mm-hmm. And she'll be like, I'm startled. Mm-hmm. And then the painting will go back to normal and she'll be like, still kind of startled because that's a creepy old white guy. Yeah. And the reveal behind what was going on there didn't make any sense. It made even less sense to me unless she was just burnt out because college is hard. I didn't see anything spooky like that when I was in college and I was cramming for finals. (laughs) Like I had to have been doing some hallucinogens to be able to see something along those lines. And I don't think Jasmine was. Did anybody slip her anything? I think that was just a gas leak. (laughs) Someone dosed her. Um, I don't think so. Right. Like the the urban legend behind this witch that murders a mm-hmm. freshman at 3.33 a.m. I thought yeah. that was fun because, you know, all yeah. old buildings in it have stories like this. How they play that out, I'm so confused by what, yeah. what that whole plot yeah. was even for, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think it was to give to give a paranormal feel to it they they just they just pulled this witch story out because you know that's oh good spooky spooky story a a, a, you know witch who was persecuted by christians and now she's coming back to wreak havoc on generations down the line and again that by itself would be an interesting horror movie kind of kind of trope kind of kind of story if they if they leaned in, into that and stuck with that, as opposed to trying to use that as a vehicle to throw other things in, you know, I, I don't know if I'm saying it clearly. And there was a moment where it it seems like that whole framing device of the the witch and the legend and the spooky story seems to resolve itself with a pretty well yeah. shot, nicely wrapped up bow and everything. You're like, all right, so that's where that was leading, you know, whatever. And then that doesn't it just kind of keeps going for another few minutes. And it's like, oh, well, then what was... <laughs> All right. It's like, oh, we're what still doing it? this. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. <laughs> where are we going now? Yeah. And mm-hmm. then when it does go where it goes after that, you're just like, well, where's this coming? What? Uh, All right. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's the experience that for a lot of the movie, especially once it gets to that first third or so when the spooky stuff really starts to get ramped up. It's just like, wait, what? What? Every five minutes. Yeah. It's like someone who grew up watching spooky movies, but had never made one before, never written one before, and so and so threw in all the things that she found thrilling and scary and spooky, um, stirred them up, and it's like, okay, here's your, you know, here's your horror movie. Yeah. Well, if if she ever came out and said. It was marketed incorrectly. I totally believe her. Mm-hmm. Sure. Because I that wouldn't happens. say this is a horror movie per se. Yeah. But then I think maybe that's just the ignorance of my own perspective because of my lack of every uh, possible relatable way to all these characters. Right. Well, You and- can tell the enthusiasm was there. I think you, you were right in that this was made by someone who does love horror movies because – there is a lot of good things about this too that we we haven't really hit on. There are, there are a lot of 
scenes that are very beautifully, very scary in the, in the way that they're shot and framed and everything. There is a lot of effective elements in here. They're just not strung together very coherently, unfortunately. Right. She had all the ingredients. Yeah. Like, I, I would definitely like to see more from this director because she, she's got the right idea. You just need to fine tune it just a little bit more. I think so. Let's carry that into our final thoughts. Tessa, would you start, please? Um, yeah, I really loved Regina Hall in this. She was she was quite good. Um, mm-hmm. to play played Gail. You could definitely feel her frustration and her like genuine like wanting to help this girl, but also wanting to be like a good friend and also trying to be unbiased as well. Like, you could tell she was really torn because she was kind of pulled in several different directions. Mm-hmm. I, I really liked her in Nine Perfect Strangers where she played a chick. I think her name was, like, Carmilla or something, um, who was kind of, like, mousy and kind of intense in mm-hmm. a way. Um, yeah, she just – she brings a pretty good uh, intensity to the thing she works on. I don't know much about uh, Zoe Renee who played Jasmine more, um, but she was also very good is playing kind of like the new kid and kind of like just trying to like get to know everybody. So the acting was really solid. I mean, it looked good. And, and like Rose said, there are some really good elements, but it just wasn't um, pieced together as well. It's like you have all these really amazing puzzle pieces, but they just don't quite snap in place. I'm not quite sure what the moral is at the end of this. I was talking to Michael when it wrapped and we both went, huh, okay. I don't want to give away what happened, but it definitely wasn't the most uplifting thing in the world. And um, they're, they're trying to say that, you know, the world isn't full of ghosts or curses or witches, you know, um, you know, there's just, it's, you know, we're living in America. Yes, the wor- the world thing. is full of, uh, of um, just clueless. Deal with it. Um, oppressive white men mm-hmm. and you know they can drive you crazy yeah which <laughs> which they can actually <laughs> uh so yeah i i feel like i don't know i wanted to like this more than i did um there are things i really did enjoy though i'm probably going to give this mm, i don't know 6.5 out of 10 Random flies bursting out of a painting because why? <laughs> and how? Rose, please, yes. your final thoughts. Um, yeah, like I said, it, it's got a lot. You can tell a lot of effort was definitely put into it, and I, I can definitely admire and respect that. It just needed a little bit more time in the oven. Uh, I liked a lot of the visuals, even if they didn't mean something most of the time. Um maybe give it a watch if if you like uh if, if you're a fan of Jordan Peele's movies and that style that he has um maybe give it a watch you know just to kind of have that in your your watch list and everything but otherwise I, I didn't love it and I found myself kind of annoyed and scratching my head most of my most of the time and I think I would have to give it four empty spooky visuals out of 10 very good. And Michael? <clears throat> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go with, uh, definitely with Tessa and Rose. I wanted to like this a lot more than I did. Um, I did resonate with some of the uh, some of the messages, well, a lot of the messages about, um, about microaggression and about um, just inherent uh, systemic racism. Um, those were, those were important things. And I felt like, 
the way that the director, writer director tried to to tell those stories through a a horror perspective i i think the impact of the message got lost um and i actually kind of find myself wanting to see like a redo of this yeah um because i think if you if you cut out a lot of the extraneous flash a lot of the the showy kind of uh, horror elements and decide what story you want to tell and how you want to tell it um mm-hmm. i i think it it could have been good but what we got was for me more like a uh six out of ten late night jogs through a new england winter cemetery <laughs> all right i agree with pretty much all that you're saying tessa absolutely agree with you on regina hall and zoya renee Zoe Renee's a new actress. Well, started her career in 2019, it looks like, and she's just been running through roles. A lot of television and streaming shows, I guess they're called now. So excited to see her continue her career. Uh, it's not very spooky, but I've never been too scared of witches per se, but I do love a good witch story. I think When they had that in-class discussion about the Scarlet Letter... I would never tell anybody their interpretation of a book is wrong unless their interpretation is dangerous. But their interpretation in this this educator's interpretation of the Scarlet Letter, it was the silliest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) And that wasn't investigated at all. Just, oh, you know, do your work and be quiet. Yeah, it's just use my (laughs) interpretation of the book and and write me a paper that, that tells me what I want you to think about the book. Yeah. By the end of it, I honestly I'm not even sure what to think. I just thought, oh, hey, I remember I remember this occurrence back when I was in Washington state. <laughs> That's kind of fun, but it's not kind of fun. <laughs> and the not. fact that I had that reaction yeah. <laughs> made me feel like, oh, I didn't understand this movie at all. Yeah. So I'm not going to knock it for for me being confused. <laughs> I will give it I'll also give it six out of ten wandering outside of campus Mennonites that don't come too close or I guess they'd be called <laughs> Amish in that area yeah at one point during the movie I I, I texted to Tessa was she just scared by a LARPer <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like, there's just LARPers, the message okay. of this movie that the Amish are scary <laughs> they're not supposed to come too close did someone actually say that in the movie and no. I was all, I'm sorry they, they walk in they, single file to hide their numbers <laughs> there you go 